those of you that haven't been here for a week or two, we've been upgrading some of our technology. You'll notice some new things on the screen. We've got some video capabilities. We're still working some of that out. Thank you to, what's your names again? Laura, Rachel, Carly. Uh, thanks, thanks to the women especially that work in that sound booth because that influences so much of what we do. If the lyrics are up or not up or whatever pastor sharing or, or pastor Kathy is sharing. So that has such a vital role to what we do. And they're still learning this new system. Uh, we've re- really invested and upgraded uh, some of our technology capabilities. So just give them some grace. Don't let that be a distraction. Uh, if it's not quite right or something's not matching with what we're doing, don't let that be uh, the focus of what we're doing this morning. Let's still enter into worship. And, uh, let's move on. Father, we thank you for the time that we have this morning. Lord, we dedicate it to you. As we lift you up in worship and song and praise, Father, we ask that you would come and inhabit our praises. Lord, that's where you make your presence known. That's where you reside. That's where you dwell. Praises in your name. So, Lord, we lift you up. Father, we focus on you. We dedicate this time to you. We ask that your kingdom would come and that your will would be done today in this place. Let your word go forth. May every heart be softened. May we be good ground, Lord, for your word to be planted in our hearts. Father, we lift you up this morning. We're grateful for the time that we have together in your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I see you taking ground. I see you press ahead. Hey. 
as we sing this next song. We are declaring and decreeing over our house, over our family. No matter what comes, we will serve the Lord. Speak it over your children. No matter where they're at spiritually. Speak it over your life. No matter what you're going through. Determine in your heart. As for me and my house, we serve the Lord.
I want to sing that again. And he said it earlier. Let's sing it with attitude. Amen. And I want more cowbells. Amen.
God this morning. But an hour ago, as I was just meditating, the words great and mighty army were in my spirit. And I was standing there reflecting that we're a part of a great and mighty army that God is raising up in these last days. And I want to read to you from Ezekiel. And this is so good. As God speaks to the nation of Israel, you're aware of this portion of Scripture. He says, The hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the Spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley, and it was full of bones. Then he caused me to pass by them all around, and behold, there were many, very many in the open valley, and indeed they were very dry. And he said to them, Son of man, can these bones live? So I answered, O Lord God, you know. Again he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Now there are going to be times in your life where you feel dry. You feel like there's no life left. That's where you and I rise up and prophesy and declare and decree. As I was this week praying, the Spirit of God spoke to me uh, very simple words. And I, you know, and I, I do this, but he spoke to me and he said, say what my word says about you. Say what my word says about you. Not what you think, but the Father's word. What is the word of God? And before you leave today, we're going to hand out some things from Joyce Meyer. Timothy had given this to me, and I had it in my file, but we made copies. I want everyone to leave here today with a copy of that. And this week, I want you to start, this is a new year, start a new devotion in speaking what the word says about you. Can these bones live? And I answered, so I answered, oh, Lord God, you know. And again, he said to me, said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, oh, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, surely I will cause breath to enter into you and you shall live. And I will put sinews on you and bring flesh upon you, cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise, suddenly a rattling, and the bones came together bone to bone. Indeed, as I looked, the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them over, but there was no breath in them. Also, he said to, to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath came into them, and they lived, now listen, and stood upon their feet an exceedingly great army. God is raising up a great army, and it's not going to be an army of elitists. Hollywood preachers, Hollywood megachurches. It's going to be people like you and I. Just simple common people that trust in the word of God. That declare and decree and prophesy. But it's your responsibility and my responsibility to speak 
to declare and decree. Amen. So let's sing that again. back into that. Lift your hands. You are higher than the storm, higher than the wind, higher than the flood. You are higher than the darkness. You are higher, higher. You serve the Lord. 
six o'clock right here patriots united we have a lot of work to do uh seven o'clock wednesday night prayer that's the foundation for the work we have to do next saturday at 6 30 p.m mike plain will be here and it's 10 a.m sunday mike plain will be here these meetings are going to help launch us into what god has for us this year so please 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 if at all possible attend um and then on Sunday, January 29th is ladies' night from 4 to 7. We need you to sign up if you plan on attending. And the information is in the back, so don't forget that. I'm going to read you a couple scriptures of what God has to say about you. This is one of my favorites in Galatians chapter 3, verse 13. It says, Christ, this is for you. If you are born again, if Jesus lives in your heart... If you're not, then get that way, okay? This is what he has to say about you. Christ has redeemed you from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone that hangs on the tree, that the blessing, people always concentrate on the curse, concentrate on the blessing, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the spirit through faith. This is in the New Testament. So the promise of Abraham is not only ours, but it's added too. But I want to read you from Deuteronomy 28, what the blessing of Abraham, the promise to Abraham is. In verse 28, verse 2, he says to Abraham, and now we understand that's to you also. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. That's that's important right there. If you obey. 
Blessed shall you be in the city, blessed shall you be in the country, blessed shall be the fruit of your body, the produce of the ground, the increase of your herds, the increase of your cattle, and the offspring of your flocks. Blessed shall be your basket and kneading bowl. Blessed shall you be when you come in. Blessed shall you be when you go out. The Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before your face. They shall come out against you in one way and flee before you seven ways. The Lord will command the blessing on you in your storehouses and in all. If you don't have a storehouse, you better get some. We'll talk about that later another day. And in all to which you set your hand, he will bless you in the land which the Lord your God is giving you. He's going to give you land. The Lord will establish you as a holy people to himself, just as he has sworn to you. If you keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his ways, then all the people of the earth will see that you are called by the name of the Lord and they will be afraid of you. And the Lord will grant you plenty of goods. I was just thinking (laughs) they shall be afraid of you. That's interesting. That's interesting. And the Lord shall grant you. Plenty of goods and the fruit of your body, the increase of your livestock, the produce of your ground and the land in which the Lord swore to your fathers to give you. The Lord will open to you his good treasure, the heavens, to give rain to your land in its season and to bless all the work of your hand. That means you've got to work or it can't bless it. You shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. And the Lord will make you head and not the tail. You shall be above only and not beneath. If you heed the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today, and are careful to observe them, you shall not turn aside from any of the words which I command you this day, to the right or to the left, to go after other gods to serve them. That is God's word for you. I'm going to pray, and then we'll receive this morning's tithes and offerings. Father God, in Jesus' name, we thank you that these blessings of Abraham are ours because of our covenant with you and because of what Christ did for us. Father God, in Jesus' name, we also have the Holy Spirit, and so we ask, Holy Spirit, help us to be willing and obedient, and we thank you, Father God, that as we are, these blessings shall come upon us and overtake us. In Jesus' name, amen. Ushers, you may go ahead and receive this morning's tithes and offerings. As you know, we got the new deals back here. You can fill out your offering envelopes ahead of time. Just please don't take all of our pens.
information back there. Steve, just don't even stand up because then you'll go. Just tell everybody what that's for and to take whatever's back there. Yeah, so get it and read it. Amen? It's time for change. I know you're looking at me and and you're saying to yourself, what happened to that good-looking preacher? Sad to say, bed bugs. No, no, I'm just having some work done at the spa. So I'm beautified. Amen? We're on a subject, and and we'll be on a subject for a while, and I'm going to review today because it's on leadership, and we're going to be going into next weekend, and that's dedicated to a weekend of leadership training. Say, I'm a leader. Amen. And uh, so we want to develop the leadership gifts that are in you. There's Gideon sitting here. Amen. Amen. On November 7th, as I was walking up the steps, the Spirit of God spoke in my spirit the word Gilgal. I began to um, research that word. And as I began to study the prominence of the location Gilgal on the Jordan River, I recognized the prophetic parallels that apply to the church today. So what we're going to be ministering in the weeks ahead applies to the church. And you're the church. You're the body of Christ. And what they experienced, what they had to go through, and what they had to do, you know, the circumstances demanded that they would make some changes in their life. If God's going to raise up a great and mighty army, then we've got to start acting like it. We've got to start talking like it. And I'll be honest with you, how many of you are in the army of the Lord? Let me see your hand then if you don't submit to authority, you're not going to be a member of the army of, authority, or army of God. If you, if you don't understand authority, the authority of God, you're going to have trouble in the days ahead. See, if God speaks to you and asks you or basically commands and tells you to do something and you don't do it, what is that? Disobedience. Disobedience cannot take a land. If you're disobedient to God, the things of of God, then you're going to have a hard time staying in the army of the Lord. So we've got to learn. It's the willing and obedient that lead the good of the land. And if you have trouble being willing and trouble being obedient, you're going to struggle. But I believe, God, you're not going to struggle. Because I pastor a remnant army. Amen. The purpose of our series, and I'm going to go fast. We had a, when we went to Bible school in Oklahoma, we went to a church and his name was Bob Yanning and the man was a machine gun. Oh my God, you remember that? He would just go. So I'm going to go machine gun for a while. That's going to be the review. But then I'll get into to the rest of this because I want to finish on, on leadership. The purpose of our series is to discover the significance of Israel's Gilgal experience and the lessons they learned and then apply those lessons to our lives today. 
We find our information about Gilgal in the book of Joshua. Gilgal was the first campsite of the people of Israel after they crossed the Jordan River into Canaan, the promised land. Centuries before, God had promised to make Abraham and his descendants into a great nation and to give them Canaan as their homeland on the condition, are you listening, that they remain faithful and obedient to him. Now, let me say something. The blessings of God are conditional. Say it with me. The blessings of God are conditional. The inhabitants of Canaan were wicked, lawless, and morally depraved, and the religion, their religion included child sacrifice. By contrast, Israel had been without a homeland for 400 years. They'd been slaves in Egypt and had developed a slave mentality. Now, after wandering in the desert for over 40 years, they would have to become a united military force prepared to do battle. And that's where the church is right now. You're awful quiet. You're just really listening, aren't you? Gilgal, which means a circle of stones, and we'll talk more about that in the days ahead. Wheel means wheel or rolling was a memorial of 12 stones set up to remind Israel and its descendants of God's power in drying up the Jordan River and bringing supernatural deliverance to his people. God's bringing supernatural deliverance to the church today. Firmly believe it. The themes that are associated with Israel's Gilgal experience are the importance of strong leadership. I wrote strong because that's what we need in the days ahead. Say it with me. Strong Leadership, deliverance, personal responsibility, authority, obedience, covenant, consecration, transition, healing and rest, a unified military, courage and conquest. Now, I want to read to you. How many of you have that? Let me see your hands if you have this. You need to get it. If I can get them here. Um, Pastor Hank or Brenda, I'll have them bring a box, but you can order this. This is one of the best devotionals you'll ever read, besides the one we give you every week or you buy every week. Listen to what she says about leadership. I want to read it to you. It's entitled, Leaders Are Born. And she always prefaces her devotional with with. You know, a prophecy, or it, it comes across as the Spirit of God saying this to you. There are coming born leaders sent of me who will stand up in the midst of controversy and be a voice. They shall be a new breed who are born to bring the most abused souls out of a worldly culture to me. Pray for them and support them in this season, says the Lord. Then she gives the scripture in Proverbs 31. It says, speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves. Ensure justice for those being crushed. Yes, speak up for the poor and helpless and see that they get justice. Isn't that good? That's where we're at. He says, she says, there are leaders and there, then there is a certain type of leader born with a quality that isn't afraid of controversy in order to stand up for something or someone. Does that describe you? It does me. It does my wife. How about you? Amen. You should be proud to be a leader like that. Who cares what people say? As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. 
The Apostle Peter was a born leader who preached a controversial sermon on the day of Pentecost and stood up to the leaders of his time to reach the world with the gospel. Peter, who once was afraid to stand up for the Lord and once even denied him, ultimately had a born leadership quality that made him one of the most prominent apostles in the Bible. In modern day terms, these kinds of leaders are those who will stand in the midst of secular culture and speak up for fellow Christians, stand for gospel issues, and also be a voice to the most hurting and hopelessly lost people of the world. Prepare for the Lord to raise up such leaders. They will appear in politics, sports, major corporations, various organizations, organizations, ministries, or on television programs. We need to recognize these natural-born leaders, pray for them, and support them as they become a voice that will stand up for all of us. Are you getting the picture? Then she says, Father, I pray for the leaders you're raising up to be a voice in the secular culture. Help them become a voice for your church who will stand for kingdom issues. Strengthen them and show me how to support them. Amen. Those are the kind of leaders we need. And you should be proud to be one of those kind of leaders. Amen. Last year, God spoke to me specifically, and I was in a time of prayer, and I was sitting in the back, and he said this, marshal the forces. And it was, it was the language was a little different for me when he said marshal the forces. So I looked up, looked up the word marshal. But basically, I'm here today to prepare you. Amen. To get you, to activate your gifts in the days ahead. Now, here was another word God spoke to me this week. And I looked it up. And the word was plateau. Say it. Plateau. Here's what it's defined as. It's Webster's Dictionary. A period, a level of relative stability or relatively little change. You can plateau as a believer. This church can plateau. Stay the same. Well, let's just keep the status quo. Let's just not ruffle anybody's feathers. Amen? You're not at a church that's planning on plateauing. And granted, there are going to be people that will come here and they'll make a beeline for the door when the service is over. I've accepted that. The dogs bark, but the train keeps moving on. We have a responsibility. We have a mandate from God. And we're not going to plateau. And you're not going to plateau. You're not going to stay the same. You're going to grow spiritually. You're going to influence society. Oh, pastor, but you don't know my background. Get over it. Get over your past, people. This church is full of dysfunction. Quit complaining. We all come from dysfunctional, dysfunctional backgrounds. It's like we, it's a badge. I'm dysfunctional. I'm proud of it. Suck it up. Get past your past. 
Start acting like a great and mighty army. What were we talking the other day about dysfunction? We were talking about our family or something. Your family, yeah. Listen, we we look back on our family where there's a there's dysfunction. Amen. See, I'm not dysfunctional because I have Jesus. Amen. Now, Gilgal required tested leadership. I'm going to go through this fast because I want to get to the end. So are you going to listen? A servant leader must first of all be a servant follower. A servant leader must first of all be a servant follower. If you have trouble following a leader, you have a problem. Not if that leader is immoral, doesn't go by the word of God. But if you have trouble following leadership, not only in church, but in it, it, at your place of employment, is there dysfunction at your place of employment? Sure, there's. Are there poor? Is there poor leadership at your place? You don't raise your hand, especially you. You're going to have it wherever you're at, but you've got to learn how to follow. Moses served and followed Jethro. Joshua served and followed Moses. Elisha served, followed Elijah. David served, followed Saul. Timothy served. Was Saul dysfunctional? <laughs> Timothy served and followed Paul. And the 12 disciples served and followed Jesus. John 12, 26 says, If anyone serves me, let him follow me. And where I am, there, may, there my servant will be also. If anyone serves me, let my, or him my father will honor. Harvest Church in 2023 must, say must, Raise up servant followers. Now, I'm not saying you're not a good follower, so don't take that wrong, but we're getting new people in. They need to know what kind of church this is. Harvest Church this year must raise up servant followers, servant leaders who follow Christ, do the things he says, walk as he walked, and go where he goes. 1 Peter 2.21 says, For to this you were called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should Follow his steps. Follow means to carefully follow after someone with the goal to replicate what he or she does. This is true discipleship. Every believer is called to follow Jesus, but not everyone will answer the call. Following, following requires humility and submission of heart. Say humility and submission of heart. The Message Bible says in 1 Peter 5, And you who are younger must follow your leaders, but all of you, leaders and followers alike, are to be down to earth with each other. For God has had it with the proud, but takes delight in just, I like this, and takes de delight in just plain people. Listen, in, in this last great move of God, it's not going to, like I said, be about Hollywood preachers, mega churches. There are churches like this throughout this nation. And God has kept them for decades. And they, they seemingly have not accomplished great and big things. And they're not in the limelight. But they're full of a remnant people that are faithful. That are standing on the word of God and trusting God. The next one, following requires denying yourself and your own, man, own ambitions. 
self-denying self in your own ambition. That's enough, isn't it, on that? The next one, following requires wholehearted devotion. Numbers 32.10 says, Surely none of the men who came up from Egypt from 20 years old and above shall see the land which I swore to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, because they've not wholly followed me except Caleb, the son of Jephna, the Kenzanite, and Joshua, the son of Nun, for they have wholly or fully followed the Lord. Follow here in the Hebrew means to remain, to linger, to, to tarry late. Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy 6, 4 says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Sound familiar? You've heard that before? You shall love the Lord your God with half your heart, with half your soul, and with half your strength. Jesus called it the greatest commandment. No. You show what? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength. 2023 church is going to demand all. Not half, but all of you. Well, that went over big. Let's go to the next one. Here's what I wanted to get to. The results of being a, a follower a servant of God, a servant follower, a servant leader. Here are some blessings. Do you want to, should we end with blessings? Should we end with something good? Your children are blessed. Deuteronomy 1, verse 35 says, Surely not one of these men of this evil generation shall see that good land of which I swore to give to your fathers, except to Caleb the son of Jephna. He shall see it. He shall see it, and now listen, and to him and his children. I am giving the land on which he walked because he wholly followed the Lord. I want, I want you to think about this. As a parent, if you will wholly follow the Lord, You'll be blessed, but not only you, your children. Do our children in these days need to be blessed? Then serve God. Then follow God with everything in you. All your heart, all your soul, your whole being. Your children are blessed. Now, I know, I look at my family I'm blessed I have good kids. <laughs> they don't fit a mold. I tried that. It didn't work. Putting them in a mold. They're never, you can't do that to these. It's from her gene pool. And there's a few things in mine. You're awful today. But you two look at me right now, my son. Your folks have followed God for decades. You've got it made. You're blessed. If you hearken on to the word of God, you do the things that you, God's called you to do. You're blessed. And you're included because you're married into the family. I shouldn't even talk to you after what you did to me. She did this. Healing, healing takes time. 
Love hurts. <laughs> That's an old song. Do you remember that one? <laughs> Your children are blessed. See, my kids are blessed because I'm following God. Here's another one. You'll be blessed in this life. In fact, Peter said this. I'll ask you to look at this one scripture. I'm, I'm almost done, folks. I cut out half of it. Are you getting the picture today? Mark 10 and verse 28. <laughs> Listen to what Peter said. Good old Peter. Was he a leader? Yeah, well, look how he had humble beginnings, did he not? Verse 28, it says, Peter began to say to him, See, we have left all and followed you. Like, what do we get, Lord? And Jesus answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, there's no one who has left house, brothers, sisters, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands for my sake and the gospels, who shall not receive a hundredfold now, say now, in this time, houses, brothers, sisters, mothers, children, and lands with persecution. Oh, we don't want that, do we? With persecutions and in the age to come, eternal life. But many who are first will be last and the last first. You'll be blessed. You'll be blessed. John 12, 26 says, If anyone serves me, let him follow me. And where I am, there my servant will be also. If anyone serves me, serves me him my father will honor. So there's blessings and there's honor in following after Jesus. Here's another one, Matthew 4, 19. Follow me, Jesus said, and I will make you fishers of men. They immediately left their nets and followed him. Those whom Christ calls, he equips and he'll give them success. He'll make you fishers of men, but you've got to learn how to follow him. Here's another one. In John 8, 12, it says, Jesus said, I'm the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. That's a wonderful promise. So if you've made a decision to serve the Lord, you and your household, and follow after him, you will not live your life walking in darkness. Wondering where to go, how to get there, what to do. Because you have the light of the world on the inside of you. Amen. He spoke that to the woman. He made the statement after he addressed the woman caught in adultery. And I'm going to paraphrase this. Basically, he said this to her. You don't have to live your life in sin, darkness, gloom, and despair, or be unhappy. You can experience real life and light and happiness. Rick Renner says, when God's word shines into our lives, it's glorious and it's a brilliant light. It's so strong that it exposes every area of darkness that remains in our soul and minds. As the light of the word shines on our darkness and works in our hearts and minds, we are reproved, convicted, censored by the Holy Spirit. As a result, we don't remain in darkness. We're changed as our minds are renewed to think correctly. The Word of God is a lamp to your feet and a light onto your pathway. Say it pays to follow God. I'm all lit up. Oh, laugh. 
Here's the last one. If you'll learn, and if I'll learn, to follow after God, you'll have a, a legacy of true greatness. A legacy of true greatness. Matthew 20, 26 says, Whoever desires to become great among you, let him be your servant. Since we're on Joshua, I wanted to end with this scripture. It's Joshua 24 and verse 29. This is the end. Joshua has fulfilled his ministry. And this is what the word of God says about Joshua. And now it came to pass after these things that Joshua, the son of Nun, the servant of the Lord. I want you to catch that. The servant of the Lord died being 110 years old. Now, I want you to understand the significance. The word of God says he was what of the Lord? The servant of the Lord. Joshua was one of the greatest military leaders in the Old Testament. He's, he was a statesman, but above all, a beloved servant of God. And he's got a true legacy. He has honor. People remember Joshua and Jericho and all the great exploits when they crossed the Jordan River. He was a great leader, but Joshua was a great follower. He was a great servant. So in conclusion, look at your neighbor and say, does that mean it's over? Is he done? Usually that's what it means. Israel's Gilgal experience required tested leadership. The church today requires tested leaders who have proven themselves as servant followers. This year, we need servant followers. If you'll be a servant follower, what's next? You'll be a servant leader. Servant followers. That's what the church needs. Humble, submissive to authority, obedient with teachable hearts, willing to forsake all personal ambition and be wholehearted in their devotion to God. Servant followers and servant leaders must arise this year. Let's stand up. Now, can you get those declarations up for me, please? We're going to, this is a new year, and, and uh, I'd like to start a habit because it's important that we, we say what God's word says about us. Amen? And so we're going to do this, do this on a regular basis, and you're going to have to remind me if I forget. And when I'm done with this, and we're going to pray for Dennis's mom and, and for, for Pat Keelan, um, and we'll pray for you if you need healing in your body. But let's, let's make some declarations. I wrote these down, and, and uh, um, let's believe what we declare. We declare the fire of God is burning in the hearts of the people of Harvest Church, and we're rising up as one voice to rebuke the workers of iniquity. We declare that our God is granting unto his people a spirit of boldness that we may speak your word by stretching forth your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. 
we decree open doors and opportunities for the people of Harvest Church in 2023. We will discern those opportunities and go after them. We declare fresh anointing coming upon Harvest Church and times of refreshing that come from the presence of the Lord. We decree the people of Harvest Church are coming up higher and new leaders are rising with fresh perspective and increase of vision. We decree God's grace, mercy, and favor is upon Harvest Church in 2023. We decree the people of Harvest Church in the new year will give themselves wholeheartedly to hearing and responding to you, Father. We decree that Harvest Church will reveal the love and compassion of Jesus Christ to Norfolk and the region, and lives will be changed to the glory of God. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, I speak your word today over your people. I speak to those that may have dry bones to rise up, come together. I hear a rattling in the spirit. The people of Harvest Church coming and uniting together to accomplish great things for the kingdom of God in the year 2023. I call forth leadership gifts in the name of Jesus. Those that have not been good followers, I call them good followers. Those that have shied away from leadership, I say, do not be afraid or insecure about the gifts that the Father has deposited in you. But rise up in this hour and begin to lead others. Father, I speak, Lord God, blessings over your people today. Prosperity blessings, physical blessings, healing blessings. I speak life and health to them in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, Lord God, your people at Harvest Church. Lord, they're spending time in your word and they're gaining ground day by day. They're becoming stronger spiritually. And so, Father, I declare the people of Harvest Church today hear the voice of the good shepherd and the voice of a stranger they will not follow. Father, in the name of Jesus, I lift up Dennis's mother who had a stroke, is in the Kearney Hospital. I speak in the name of Jesus and declare resurrection life. I command life to come upon her, the anointing of God on her and working in her in the name of Jesus. I thank you for supernatural recovery. Give the doctors and caregivers supernatural wisdom to know how to medicate and treat her effectively in the name of Jesus. I lift up Pat to you today who's going to have surgery on her neck in the next couple weeks. Lord, that you'll guide the hands of the surgeon, Lord, that that surgeon will skillfully repair, Lord, what needs to be repaired. And I thank you, Lord God, there'll be no complications, but I thank you, Lord God, for healing to flow in Jesus' name, amen. Now, is there anyone here today, you're sick in your body and you need prayer for your body, raise your hand. Are we all healthy? Good. Is there anything else? I hope you love Jesus. Go out this week and be an ambassador for Jesus Christ. Amen? God bless you. Thank you. Have a great week. Remember Wednesday night.